0: Okay. Good morning. Today's shear should be for Fuah Shlaim for Bala Mendo Bas Riva for Ilun Ishama for Carmel Shai Ben Riza Sivisuna Bas Mirav Bas Rabbi, and for continue and for Chay Tila Bas Gabriel Pinchas, and for continue before for Eitan Moshe Hayim Ben Esther. Okay. So. Before the, uh, the crowd comes in, let's just pick up from yesterday. We were discussing yesterday about duchening dukhen, on Friday night, giving our brachas to our children, and how do we not violate the Gemara in in Ksuvastav, Chavdalin, Says is Archu, and that a zar, a non-Kohen, is ushered to go ahead and dochen. And so we brought the question of the Chafetz Chaim in the Be'er Halacha, how do we go ahead and give brachas of Yorech Hashem to our children? We'll discuss in a second why we don't actually do it every day anymore in Chutzlau. It's really supposed to do it every day. But one, quite, one quick uh, insight as to why do we mention Ephraim and Menashe Friday night? When we give it to the bracha to the girls, we say, we mention the Imahos. Why don't we say they were bigger tzaddikim than Ephraim and Menashe? We have Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Rabbeinu, Aaron. How come we don't mention them? Why do we invoke Ephraim and Menashe's name? So there are three well-known answers. One is the Bnei Sochar who says that this was the first case in all of that You don't have a case of sibling rivalry. Cain right. killed right. Hevel, you have Yitzchak and, and, um, and, uh, well, no, and Yaakov Esau, Yitzhak and Yitzchak and, and Yishmael Yaakov and Esav and, and Yosef and all, all his brothers, there was constant sibling rivalry, so when we invoke Ephraim and Menashe, we are giving in addition to the other hopes and aspirations that we have for our children, that Hashem should, should shine his countenance on them, Yirach Hashem and and Hashem should bless them with gezunt and all these things we spoke about yesterday, we also hope that they will uh, they will grow up recognizing the uh, importance of uh, being close to one's siblings the so that was the Bnei Sakhar. Rav Zalman Sarotsky in his name the offers something else he says that Yaakov we know that Yaakov, Bikesh, uh, Legalos Yaakov wanted to tell his children when Mashiach was coming and he saw into the future at that time took away that power so he was not able to be Megala to reveal when the Mashiach is coming But he was able to see in the future, and he saw that there would be a lot of uh, assimilation and so on and so forth. And so, the Rav Saratskin says, these were the first case of people living in the Galos that remained true to their religion. Ephraim and Menashe were slaves like everyone else. They also felt the hardships, but despite that, they did not assimilate, they did not inculcate into the surrounding society. They did not... Uh, incorporate the depravity that they saw, the shtufei zima, right? We say the midstream were were promiscuous and lewd amongst many other uh, negative attributes. And Ephraim and Menashe did not adopt those qualities. So we say that, emirzah Hashem, Yaakov saw that we're going to be in galus for many, many years, that he too, just like Ephraim and Menashe, were able to withstand the pressure, the societal pressures around them. So too, that is one of the barachos that inherently we give our children by invoking the names of Ephraim and Menashe. There's another interesting one I just saw recently in... Um, Rabbi, um, uh, sholom Rosner's uh, book on the Parsh, he brought the Yam um, Simcha, Rabbi Sol Moshe uh, Freed, who says as follows: He says, normally we we have a concept of Eurida Sadoros, that as we go ahead and we descend further in generations away from Har Sinai, or in this case, further from Avim Yitzchak Yaakov, uh, which was obviously the they were the the bastions of of Yadus of, of Emuna and Bita'chon. Uh, and Tammuz, we with a Yerida Sadoros, but he he comments on the pasuk. Yaakov says, Ephraim and, Menashe, and Shimon Yuli, they will be like my sons." And the Gemara and Sanhedrin says that bekol, except a person always is jealous of everyone except his son. Benov v'Talmido, a Rebbe or a father never gets jealous. They want them to aspire to higher levels than they themselves have reached. Right. So by saying that. Reuven and Shimon, Ephraim and Reuven and Shimon Yuli, it means they, they are already on that level. We hope that our children will be as great, if not greater, than us. The fact that he went ahead and Yaakov said that they are as great to me, in my eyes, like Reuven and Shimon, that means there was no Yerida Sedaris, there was no decrease in the generations. Right? Because first Reuven and Shimon, and then the next generation was Ephraim and Menashe. But Yaakov viewed their greatness as great as his own children. So there was no decrease in the level of religious piety and religious commitment. And that is our bracha that we give our children. So it's either that there's no sibling rivalry, which is why we mentioned Ephraim and Menashe, either that they survived and succeeded and thrived despite the challenges of Galos, or three, because we hope that there's no Yerida sadoros. That we hope that we're giving a bracha. That just as Yaakov saw his grandchildren on the same level of his, as his children, so too we hope that our children will be, will be on our level as the parents, if not greater. Okay. Um, just now to to move on. So um, one of the issues I wanted to discuss today is why, in fact, just to finish up yesterday, we just. You know, glossed over the the uh, and Duchening. So I want to spend some time today on those two topics, and we'll start advancing in the Gemara next week. But I want to discuss today. Yesterday we discussed about how we. It's not a violation of Kosav Archu uh, if if a non Jew, if a non kohen goes in and gives a bracha. Now we're going to discuss as follows: Why don't in fact we Duchen every day today? Is it a bracha? Uh, sorry, is it a mitzvah in Torah to in today? And if so, why only in Eretz Israel in a certain place in Eretz Israel do they in? Why don't we in every day here in, in Chutz La'aretz? So we do know that there's a mitzvah in Torah for dochen The pasuk states, Kosevarchu. And we know it's incorporated into the tefillah. And in fact, the pasuk even eludes the fact that it says, Vayisa Aaron, it's Esaam, Vayivarchem. Aaron blesses B'nai Yisrael. After and then he finished the bringing the Karbano. So part of the tefillah um, they were, after each carbon, they were and The question is, is there a to, to dukhen outside of the Beis HaMikdash now? And even during the Beis HaMikdash then, was there a mitzvah to dukhen outside? And certainly, does that mitzvah still uh, apply today? And in fact, the Stei Chemed brings many, many achorod and hold that to dukhen today is still minat Torah. So the question is, why in fact do we not, not dukhen it's interesting to know, by the way, that the Minchas Chinuch brings from the Sefer Charedim that just as the a mitzvah to, for the Kohanim to bless, it's a mitzvah for B'nai Israel, for the rest of B'nai Israel, to be blessed. So it's uh, two sides of the same coin. So there is a mitzvah for us to be blessed and to to be blessed, meaning the Kohanim to bless and for us to be blessed. The Rambam, in fact, mentions when is the obligation for Kohanim to duchen, and he says, By shachris, Musaf, and musaf and Yom Kippur, they're supposed to dochen, why not by mincha, bechazar chazars, and he says, because at that time, many people have already eaten and have become inebriated by, by drinking alcohol, and therefore it's not proper to go into duchen. We can discuss dochening when you're drunk a, a, a separate time, which is why, by the way, we dive on, on Simcha's Torah, we, yeah. we push it up. Um, and Shachris. So, and the Rambam even lose the fact that on, on a fast day, when you're not drinking, when you're not eating or drinking, so you obviously can't be drunk, you still don't dochen on a, on a mincha up to a regular day of mincha. Meaning, once they decided not to go ahead and dochen a mincha, they made it a little plural. They did not distinguish between a fast day and a non-fast day. So, the base Yosef discusses why, in fact, you kohan, don't kohanim Dukhin today. What's the reason why we don't dochen today? So he actually brings the name of... What, I'm talking about Chotzlaretz. So he, the, the Agur brings, he says, that Kohanim go to mikveh before they dochen. They're supposed to go to mikveh before they dochen. This was, and because in the winter that they find it challenging to go, they decided to not dochen today, that's one. And he also says because of Bito malacha, If they would do it every day, it would extend davening for a few minutes, and then it would take away from, from people's going to work. Now, the Beis Yosef brings us the name of the Agor, a, a, a separate opinion, but he doesn't like this. Why? Because he says, we took upon ourselves the chumrah of going to mikveh. No one says you have to go to mikveh before you give, before you duchin. So it's really a chumrah that becomes a kula. Once they decided that they're going to go ahead and go to, go to mikveh before they duchin, and then decide they can't go to mikveh anymore, they're going to stop dochening? That doesn't make sense. That's not a valid reason. It's a self-imposed chumrah. That the chumra now becomes the kula. So the best Yosef doesn't like it. So, in fact, there's a Ramah in the Darke Moshe. The Ramah also wrote the Darke Moshe. He states that the truth is the reason why people don't dukkin today chutzlaritz is strictly because of B'tol, B'tol malacha. And he says that extends even to Shabbos because we're so torrid, we are so involved in the thought process of how we're going to make a living and the upcoming meetings in the week, and it causes stress, and we're so involved in it. Even in Shabbos, it enters our mindset, and therefore, since it dictates our mindset, it's not true simcha, as opposed to yantif. Yantif, he says, if it wasn't for the fact that it says V'samachta b'chagecha, there was a separate mitzvah of simcha siyantif, which we'll eventually get to and discuss, and simcha today, simcha yontif today is minator, mitraban, smachloka, rambam, and tosos, we'll get to that eventually. But because it's a special, um, obligation to go ahead and be mesamech and Yantif that overrides our work, our work thoughts, and therefore you in only on, on, um, on yontif. However, the Aruch Shochan doesn't like it. He thinks it's a minhag garua. The Aruch Shochan says clearly that is a bad Minog that we do not go ahead and dochen on a daily basis. In fact, he says we really should, but the Aruch Shochan says, from personal experience, there were two gedolim in my time who tried to invoke this uh, concept of starts daily, and the two gedol, on the days that they each independently circled on the calendar for the date to start, a tragedy happened, and he says the Orch shochan both went ahead and refrained from, from in, in starting this, uh, this new minag, and the Orch shochan says it's as if a baskal came out and said <clears throat> he doesn't want it, Akash doesn't want it to happen, and so from that, the minag was lost, it was never started to be reinstituted, yes the connection between Simcha and, and, and doing Baruch HaSqalani? Good. So the truth is he says it's B'etul Malacha the, the dark Moshe says the Ramah says it's because of B'etul Malacha it's going to extend Dominic to us and take away from Malacha. So the obvious question is what about Shabbos then? Why don't we do it Shabbos? So he says we're so torrid in our thought process a whole week long but that Shabbos is, is, is still your, your mind. But on Simcha, because there's an on Yantif, because there's an extra level of Simcha, we're hoping that you push off those thoughts about Malacha and that you're really focused on the Yontif. And because you could be M'samech and your, your thought process is different from the Yontif to Shabbos, you have a clear mind, then they should go in and dochen. That's what he says. I believe the Archer of says also because the Gohanim sing, it puts people in a mood. But also be the singing itself the the melody kind of it be every day. huh it be every day. he says Amen. Amen. So, it's me na it be every day. No, i'm trying to I, I was just trying to Amen. Amen. it should be everyday why the made alan starting I, mean, I don't want to start rumors but alan starting in the stibo minion <laughs> <not good. laughs> first we go to mikva then we go then we then we, then we beautiful the, all right now I was just huh at least on the top at least on top <clears clears clears throat> <throat> So I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to quote you on
1: that
0: one, all right? Be, this it's, is, you know, it's it.
1: This I'm promise. in. So this <laughs> mean it have,
0: so we'll when when a straw, they, they do. Okay. When Al comes back to the stable menu, we'll start. You that, I was just uh, reading it. Yeah. Instead of going in and cutting the place. went to do and therefore it's invoking the simcha people had in Aliyah HaRegel, there they didn't have the distraction. We're talking about chutzlarz, though. We're talking about gvulin. We're talking about gvulin. Right, we're just connecting it to how the people from chutzlarz used to do Aliyah HaRegel in order to have the simcha, and therefore, (laughs) no, it was saying every day, you know, right. We used to dochen in the base of Mikdash. So right. it was saying now the only time we have that sense of joy is on. On Simcha. On, uh, yantif. on yantif. Yantif. Right. So this question in general so is asking outside the base of Mikdash. Let's build the base of right. <coughs> and We start again. Meretz Hashem. Hashem. Okay. The next. Yeah. So, if a Spartan minion comes and pulls the, a Cohen from the Ashkenazi minion, should he have in mind Adeline you know, Simplon? He should, he should say no. Speak to no, your local rabbi. No. <laughs> no. You always say yes. <laughs> Moving on. I, I, we'll I, 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 yes, I don't know if that's. <laughs> thing that yes. They do it here, though, right? Spartan yes. do it yeah. here. Spartan here, they have, a, they have a, a WhatsApp group. For any coin that's in uh, right. five can mile you, radius. Can you come now? We don't I have I a coin. I, I hear, hear you. you. Okay. Next, the other topic that we discussed very yesterday, very briefly, is the Sarasa Dibros. And we discussed that really, Rashi said, uh, interpreted the Gemara, as says, Bikshu, they, uh, they requested to add, to say during the morning tefillah, they to say and Rashi actually says, it's more than just they asked to say it, they actually, the original Chazal wanted to incorporate the into the Kriya Shema. And we said, that would be, pose a problem because all the heretics would say, that the only important part of the Torah is that Saras Debros and the, libros. In the Kavar Bit Butlum, they went ahead and went and did away with that Minach. So two aspects I want to discuss today. One is, how do we go ahead and stand for the Saras Debros? Isn't that giving the same impression? When we, we're sitting, many of us sit, many of us stand, many of us sit for, for Kriya Torah, and they announce in Parshish Yisro, of and Parakeh of Devar and Veschanan, they announce... Time to stand up. We're reading the Dibros. So the Rambam in one of his Chuvas was adamantly against this process, this, this practice. The Rambam believed that, that we're doing exactly that. We're giving chashivas to the Sarasadebros at the expense of all the other psokim, and it's a very bad practice, and he was not a fan of it. Well, was it the same about Az Yashir? It was the same thing about Az Yashir, and, and the Rav is going to answer this question. The Chidah also also um, in his Chuvas thought that this was an unnecessary Chumrah. He thought the Rambam was being a little more stringent than we have to be because if we see that we're leaning from the whole Torah and we're reading the whole Torah, you're, giving chashivos, you're not necessarily standing for it, but otherwise if the rest of the Torah was un- insignificant and unimportant, you wouldn't be reading from it at all. In fact, Rav Moshe and his Igros Moshe, when he wrote a tshuva to his son of David, stated that one should follow the minog, even if, if your parents do stand and you should follow the minog, it's not a problem with the, uh, despite what the, the Rambam's you you should still follow the minog of your, of your parents. And the Rav, Rav Salvechik, said as follows, it's really not a problem. Why? He said, we read, le, he termed the, the trup that we, uh, that we lane regularly, tam tahton, and when we read the az yasha, or we read the aser you're reading b'tam elyon. It's a different, it's not actually broken up into psukim. If any balkori, if you follow the laning during the aser you know that the psukim, the, the trup does not correlate with the end of a pasuk. And so we're not reading the B'torah P'sukim. If we read it in the same trope that you'd be reading it all year long, then you'd have a problem, and then the Rambam would be correct. But if you're reading it, you're already giving different significance. You're saying you're not reading it, B'torah P'sukim. You're reading it, B'torah Sesserit dibros mm-hmm. Or the Shira, you're reading it in a very different context. You're already announcing a priori that this is not like a regular Pasuk, or not that, I'm, not that I'm giving more Chashiva. So we're reading in a different context, and that different framework allows you to stand up. In fact, if Sadja actually believed that... <coughs> that the ten Aseros, the aseros all 603 remaining mitzvahs were subsumed under the ten uh, Aseros ad-ibros. And therefore, you're not giving more chashivas to the Sefer, but you're actually standing for the entire Torah. The Torah is the 630 mitzvahs. Yeah, the, the Sefer Yisira, we have the beginning, Simon uh, myself is in the bottom. The whole Sefer Bracious is really about how to, to see our, our forefathers, how they lived, and the, and the Gminas Chasadim, and the attributes they had. But in its essence, the Sefer Torah is the 630 mitzvahs. It's our blueprint, it's our moral compass for life. So when you stand for those ten dibros, which are really encompassing the remaining 603, you're really giving Hashivas to all of, the, all of the Torah. Okay, so that justifies the minag that we do. And lastly, I want to discuss something very important, and that is a comment that we may have, we, we read yesterday, but we may have glossed over it. Listen to what Rashi says. Rashi says when it says about the minim that the heretics might go ahead and discount the rest of the Sefer Torah, and therefore we don't go ahead and we don't include... The the Dibros is part of the template of Kriyachma, Rashi says as follows. He says, Viteidu, and you should know, says Rashi, elamasha Omar Vishomu Mipiv The Minim will say, Aretz, they should not say, Ein torah that the rest of the Torah is false. And they'll think that koren that the Minim, the heretics, will say that the only thing that they're reading is the ten Dibros, that the ten that they heard that Hashem enunciated, articulated and verbalized all ten Deberos. For those of us who did Makos, is that true? Did HaKadosh Baruch say all ten Makos? How many Makos did Hashem actually enunciate? Two. Two. So Gemara and Makos, let me just say the Makos. The Gemara and Makos says as follows. Rav Simloi, was the one who says Taryag Mitzvos Nemru B'Sinai. He says that they were that there were six hundred and thirteen mitzvos taught to us at Har Sinai, and he says here's the source. And he here what it reads is as follows. He says he says Dorash Rafsim Loi Sheishmeos Veshloshisrei Mitzvos Moshe. Six hundred and thirteen mitzvos were given over to Moshe Rabbeinu. Shloshmeos Veshishem V'Chamish Lavin. We discussed that three hundred and sixty-five lavin. And there are only Kiminyon Yimosachama, the days of the sun, the lunar, the solar calendar. Umassai invar b'mishmona esha aseik kinegedi varshaladim, the two hundred forty-eight mitzvot aseik that correlate with the limbs of the body. We said, by the way, this is one of the interpretations of the Marsha. We said in the this mission, the last mission of Mako says, "Rav Chananya ben Akasha, Omer Ratzik l'Shbarach." We say this after every in between Minchamar Ratzik l'Shbarach l'Zakos is Tisrael l'Fichach here. What does that mean? Hashem went ahead. <coughs> And was Mazakas. He gave us. So says the Mashah, there are 365 los assays, 248 assays. What's it easier to do? To refrain from not doing a love, or to be proactive and do a mitzvah? Obviously, to refrain, right? Every time I don't go ahead and be Mechal Shabbos, every time I don't do something, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't kill, I don't kidnap, I don't commit adultery, you're, you're fulfilling a, a mitzvah by, by refraining from an Averah. So Hashem went out of his way to make 365 losa essays and 248 essays. We gave multiple reasons, if you remember. Not, not to discuss right now, but that was one of the reasons. Anyway, it was one of the interpretations of the Ben Akasha statement. And then he says, Torah The Torah, the gamatria of the word Torah, 611. And then he says, he says, um, uh, "Sorry, and then you add the first two makos that we heard from the word directly from the mouth of a kaddish and lo Six, eleven plus two for all the mathematicians is six hundred thirteen. So, how does Rashi say that we heard all ten? So, is that in fact true that we heard all ten? The Ramban. So, I'll tell you one other thing. Oh, very good. Very good. So, so that's, the Ramban is actually going to be mechalek between those, those two. So, let, let's see. The Ramban actually says as follows. Ramban, when discussing this in his Haqtah for mitzvahs, how did Rav Simlai get to 613? Was that his starting point? He counted up mitzvah A, mitzvah B, the first mitzvah of second mitzvah of, of brismila and then of, of Gira HaNoshe, and, and fourth one is Berchas Achodesh. Did he go ahead and count from zero and he reached 613? Or was this an <clears throat> actual limud that you start at 613 and you reverse engineer and you work backwards? Well, we have 613. We're already confined into this pigeonhole, into this box of 613. Let me reverse engineer and count backwards because I know my ending point. Did he start at zero? Did he start at 613? That's the Ramban's question. The Gemara in Sota, this is fascinating. The Gemara in Sota Dav Gimel discusses there were three separate areas. Where the a machlokus, whether it's a mitzvah or not, it seems to be optional. Does that? And let's go through the f- three different options. One is by the case of a sota, when a man suspects that his wife is being, uh, is committing infidelity, and he sees that he, she or rumors whatever that she went into uh, in solitude, an area of, of privacy with another man. V'kineis ishto, What does is v'kineis ishto mean? He, he warns her. Thank you, Alan. He warns her. Say okay. But he warns her. Question is: Must he warn her, or may he warn her? Meaning, is he obligated to take that next step to bring it to the next level? Must he warn her? Vikines ishto. Is it a chiyuv or is it a reshosk? Area number one, number two. By an evad Canani, it says la'olam behem tavodu that you have to work them forever. And we know that's a fifty year la'olam until Yovel. How do we understand this? He must slave, enslave him forever, or he may. We know by an eved every after six years he goes free, and if not, we pierce his ear. I don't want to go free, so we punish him. We pierce his ear, but by a eved kanani Tavodu, you may extend his, his servitude past six years, or you must. That's question number two. Question number three: We just emora re- in yonah this week's parsha. It says by a kohen, by a kohen, kohen, kohen and Kohen, he's allowed to be, ahead, be go ahead and be Tomei for seven croven, right? Parents, spouse, children, siblings, brother, sister, seven siblings, seven relatives. Unmarried sister. Unmarried sister. He may become Tomei, or he must become Tomei. All three questions, are you obligated or are you allowed? So it's a machlok, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva says every single time it's a mitzvah. You must, you must warn your wife. You must go ahead and enslave them forever, and you must go ahead and be mitame for the seven krovim. It's not an option. You must. Rabbi Shmuel says it's a reshus. No, and the Torah says vikine, you have the option. If you want to take it to the next level and put her on uh, on war- and put her on, uh, on notice, then you go ahead and you warn her. If you if you if you want to, you can enslave him more than six years, the Evkanani, but you don't have to. And the Kohen has the option to become Tomei for all seven Krovim. Says, says the Tosos on on that Daf. He says, I don't understand. If you are starting with six hundred and thirteen mitzvos, if you are starting with six hundred and thirteen mitzvos, and now Rabbi Shmuel just took away three, he must learn it from three. He must learn, he must learn three other mitzvos. He just took away three mitzvos, so now he has six hundred and ten. He says, V'kines ishto lo yitama and the Lom tavod are not mitzvos, they're optional. So Tosa says, he doesn't say what the three mitzvos that makes up. <clears throat> but according to Rabbi Shmuel now, Tosa says there are only 610 mitzvos. The Ramban doesn't like this Dara Halimud. He says that's not the way to do it. This thing of uh-huh. Rabbi, Rabbi Simlai, this 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 uh, limud of Rabbi Simlari, is it an asmachta, just a limud, or is it a actual misorah? Is it Masorah that there are 613? and therefore you must reach 613, and therefore Ishmal has to come up with another three mitzvot? Or maybe it's just a limut of Rav Simlai. Rav Simlai says, Maybe that's his limut. Who says Rav Yishmael has to agree to it? <clears throat> that's the Ramban. The Ramban doesn't like this limut. He actually says, <clears throat> the Ramban brings a medrash that says all 10, like Rashi, were actually articulated by Hashem, in which case it's 611 plus 10 is 621 mitzvot. So if that, if that would be the case, that it was just a limud and not mesora, it would be that there were 621. So in fact, in, in, correct what Shlomo pointed out correctly, <clears throat> the Ramban says all 10 were said by Hashem, but Bnei Israel only understood two. The only understood two, so the other eight had to be repeated. That's how the Ramban gets out of this problem with the 10 verses of the two. But I want to suggest today <clears throat> that I heard one of these answers from Rabbi Sachs and the other one I came across on my own, and that is the Nitziv says as follows. There's a fascinating machlokas. How do we get to those other three mitzvahs? The Gemara Menachos, the Mishnah Menachos, Tav Chav discusses, are the mitzvahs of Tzitzis four separate mitzvahs or one mitzvah? There's a Machlokas there. Some say that each individual corner is a separate mitzvah. You know who that Baal Memra is who says that the, the four mitzvah, each individual corner is a separate mitzvah? Rabbi Yishmael. The Sif suggests this is where Rabbi Shmuel gets the extra three mitzvahs that he knocked off from La Yi Tama, the Kinesh then Tabodu. The says here it is. He's the, he is the Manda Amr who says that the Tzitzis are four independent mitzvahs. If I cut off one of them or I don't put Tzitzis on one of the corners, still where the Tzitzis, you still fulfill the other three mitzvahs. Everyone agrees it's one mitzvah, but he says it's four mitzvahs, which suggests. That according to Rabbi Shmuel says and say, here you get the extra extra three mitzvahs. There's one other area I saw that the Panim Yafos, who was the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer, said it's amazing. He says in the pasuk, it says, let me see if I if I wrote the pasuk down. I think I did. It says tasa When you go ahead, the pasuk warns when you uh, Hashem warns when you build me a mizbeach, don't use cut stones. Don't use iron to cut the stones. Because the iron is a symbol of, of blood, it's weaponry. The same reason why Dov and Malakun build a base of Meglesh. You have to cut it, you, you, it has to be uh, pure, uncut stones. Rashi brings there that this is one of three examples that the word im, if, is not an option, but must. But must. He says, im tivna, if you go ahead and you build for me, meaning it's not if you build, of course we have to build mizbeach. Make sure that you only use pure stones. There's two other examples. In Kesef Talves Ami, one of the more famous psukim, if or when you go ahead and lend my people, meaning other Jews money, so on and so forth, that's optional to lend other Yiddin money? That's what tzedakah is all about. That's not optional. And the third one, it says, it says, it says, if you will bring a Minchas Bikurim, Minchas Bikurim was not an option. You had to. There is a Manda Amar who holds that all three im's in these cases; these are the three examples Rashi brings on that pasuk. That I think it's in Yisro, um, Mishpatim. Sorry, it's in Mishpatim, I believe, in Kesef Talvasami. He said, actually, sorry, it's in Devarim Parakav Beis. My apologies, Devarim Chav Beis. He says um, by the by the by the pasuk of uh, the mizbech when you build the mizbech, you use pure stones. These three examples from Rabbi Shmael, Rabbi Shmuel is the darman that holds that all three examples of im are not if, but when. You must go ahead and lend money, you must go ahead and use pure stones, and you must bring the midchas mikorim. Says the Panim Yafos, the, the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer, these are the three mitzvot that Rabbi Shmuel denied on Sota with Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, whether kines Ishto, Le'olemim Tavodu, or, La uh, by Cohen, since he said all those three are optional, he made it up by these three mitzvahs so where he says the word Im is really obligatory. Hmm. But he does confirm that but the other three are optional. It's back obligatory. in Sota, are, are optional. He, he, he believes that, and that's the mechlechus there, that all three are optional. He doesn't say that you have to do that. And that's what Tosvos was bothered. If he just said those three mitzvahs are optional, his sum total is only 610. Six, six, ten. Why is the fact that I have the option of doing this or not, why does that make it not one of the 613? If I opt to, to I don't I don't have to take an Asha but if I'm presented with the opportunity, I don't want to. You're right. I don't but have to wear a bag a dollar confess. You're right. <clears throat> so that is, if I'm presented with the situation, of oh. I have a confus, I must put on situation. Good. But if I'm presented with the opportunity of an Asha I don't have to do it. I could choose to. If I do it, I do it. Right. Even, even I don't right. have to pursue a Sothic meeting. I could have a situation. We're learning it now in Gebar. I have a, a person has a wife who's a Sothic. I say, oh, right. you want to do anything right. with her? You're Leave right. her alone. You're right. He could it. divorce her too. He There's this, right. this other yes. options. You right. have to. No and question. The Cohen- I are mean, guy right. who an opportunity of Khalids in Yiblam he, he has the option to do either one of them. Yeah. So, how could they both be a mitzvah? This was Tosa's yeah, question. No. And, and what's no. appellate is that Tosa doesn't offer an answer. This was Tos' question. That, you, that, that optional one should that so, be. No, no, no. No. You're asking on basically. I'm asking, why does an optional mitzvah not count? So, you're asking on Tosvos. I, I hear you. That's a Sotan dav Gimel. Tosa says, it, the, since he says it's not a chiyuv, it's all rishus, but you're saying, even a rish, by definition, a shush, not a mitzvah. What you're saying is the option if I have to do it, that doesn't make a mitzvah means you're commanded to do it. If it's optional, it's no longer a mitzvah, correct? Maybe you're asking on the bottom yafos, the last three. i don't understand <clears> why an optional mitzvah is now called a mitzvah.
1: It's not it's I not an an optional
0: mitzvah. A, because mitzvah means it's mitzvah means you're commanded. You. It's well, either optional or you're commanded to. Mitzvah comes from the word. Tziboy. Tziboy. I'm commanded. Yeah. You, must. you must I opt into this situation. I am commanded to no, do it. No, but you no, you opt, it's not the same. No, no, you're not not opt, same. no. You're when not opting. No, you're not saying you You just said if I wear tissus, I have to do the Dalakonfos. I don't have to be Makani Mayish. I don't have to be Mitame for the Zion krovim. I don't have to be. If I do, it's voluntary. It's not a mitzvah. By, by opting in, you just took it out of the commandment. Option means you don't have an option if it's a mitzvah. Are you allowed to not do a mitzvah? No. You're allowed to not be mitami for the Zion Krovim. That's what Rabbi Shemel is saying. That's what he's saying. It's so if, if you t- are s- in the situation. I'm just curious. so If you don't warn your wife and she goes ahead and, done, and has um, Yichud with another man, is she then not considered a sotah, she cannot. According to Rabbi Ishmael, would she not be a sotah the, ever then? Because well, she eventually, was, I mean, you right. You have to go through the process. You, you couldn't her the after the, the meim arim only goes after. through if you have this process. Yeah. Yeah. We, we only raise Hashem's name in the process with the water in the in this context. You have to follow the formula. Other things will happen. Yeah, other things will happen. Agree. I mean, I mean, you may have to divorce her. Correct. You just, the process this, this of SOTA, the paper in the water. No, you're, you're she's forward, forbidden forward. to you. As right, a, there there so are other issues, but the actual there's a, there's SOTA process, there's a formula to follow. Yeah. So she won't be, she'll, she'll be maybe a, a no FS, right? She may be an adulteress, but she doesn't follow the SOTA process if you don't start from, from step number one. It's a different process. It's a different process. You a function of the process. Correct. That's it's puts not her on notice, and she does it again. She starts. Ron, the, that's part part of the. reason That's exactly One, the never question. That's exactly the question. If, if he doesn't want it, there's never be been a recording. Correct. Case she of may be. Commi- she may like commit know, adultery and be chayv on a different, huh? different angle. But it is, doesn't follow the question. Huh? Correct. Correct. There was never a case of a sota. Uh, I never a case of Ensora or Mora. Yeah. No, know. no, it was never a case of Esota yeah, either. I'm not sure. Okay. So, Mr. Shem, next week we'll pick up. We're starting a new topic about brachos next week, about uh, yayin and, and beer. We'll pick up next week. Have an amazing day.